and gentlemen, now the moment you've all been waiting for... The Belching Contest. That boy is a P.I.G. pig. I can't run anymore. I'm so sleepy. Mark, mark, mark. Okay, I am gas. Food. Lodging. Yep. And here we go. And I like to get Roland nice and irritated before we do the show <laughs> with right. political arguments where he <laughs> we are relatively gonna, sticks gonna... one finger out and takes the other one and taps it on top as he makes each point. <laughs> That's how we do things. I here. thought he was going to the finger up my ass. Going to angry up the blood. Anyway. Yep. Get them all angry. Anyways, I don't get them all. Let's not talk so politics. What movie did Let's you just see movies. this week? Right. What movie did you just say? He you saw. Just saw this week? Who? Me? Well, one at a time. One uh, at a time. Start, start with you. Me? Sure. Why not? I went and saw The Incredibles 2 with the family. Wow. Ah. Nice. How was it? Okay. Oh, well, I wanted to really get into that, that movie. Okay. I, uh, well, is it as good as the first one? No. Okay. That's all I needed to know. Um, so you were talking about something else. So you were talking about seeing a movie with your kid. Oh, last night. Yeah. Uh, we were playing Clue. And then my son's like, hey, I want to watch the movie Clue. So we watched it because we watched it like a year ago and then he wanted to watch it again because he was like, I want to try and figure it out as we're watching it in case because he okay. kept going like, who's not in the room right now? You know, <laughs> and that's right. good. You know, just watching it last night, you really got to think about this. They wrote three movies in one. If you Correct. think about it, because there's three different endings and they all work for the most part. And, you know. In order for them to all to work, that means that since there's a different killer at a different time, they have to have different people missing or confused about where everybody is at sure. different times. And that's what's really neat about that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah I don't know. It's, it, it's a really good movie. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. I think, uh, unfortunately, it didn't go and, well over at the box office. It didn't, but time. it had an all-star cast. I mean, a, a whole lot of really good, good people in that movie. Tim Curry, right? Tim, Tim Curry, Curry Michael is McKean, of an amazing performance um, in that movie. Um, uh, her friggin' <laughs> what, name. Martin Mull and Eileen Brennan and Leslie Ann Warren. And yeah, but Leslie Mrs. Ann White Warren. from Blazing Saddles and everything. Uh, yeah, like, you know, I'm losing her name right there myself. Why am I blanking on her name? He's got the flames. The flames. Yes, I did it. I killed Yvette. I hated her so much. It, it, the, it, flame, flames, flames on the side of my face, breathing, breath, heaving breaths, heaving. She improv Madeline Kahn. She improv that scene. Oh, I sure. Think. Oh, it's beautiful. And uh, there's like <laughs> shots of uh, Martin Mull and I think Christopher Lloyd. Well, Martin Mull's they're, big on They're like, kind of like looking around like, what is she doing? <laughs> I think that that's yeah. like their honest reaction to her improv right there. Well, but yeah, it's but got Martin Christopher Mull's Lloyd. a big improv guy too. Christopher Lloyd, Back to the Future we were talking about. And, and uh, his chops. Yeah, there's just a lot of people in that movie. It works really um, well. Um, Lee Ving. Lee Ving is in that from, movie. From the punk Do you know who the, who's the cook? Do you know who the cook is? I think she has like one line of dialogue. No. Yeah, uh, uh, it's uh, Kelly. I can't think of how her last name was pronounced, but anyway, she played on the TV show Mash. She played Kelly, the nurse Kelly, on Mash all those years. Oh, okay. Mm. And it was funny that uh, that's who that is in the as the uh, the cook. But yeah, you know, as you're watching the movie and you're like, oh, so and so's not there. If you pay attention on a third or a fourth viewing, really. <laughs> Seriously, you're like, oh, those characters aren't there, or that character's there, or that's why they're split up, and they're split up here, and they're split up here. That means this person had the opportunity to do it, and that person had an opportunity to do it, depending on which ending you get to. Well, the singing telegram could have been anybody. Yeah, that, that's the, hilarious, because right. that's yeah. just thrown this in, is and they just appear at the door, and they get, they get shot. shot. It's hysterical. It's kind of sad. It's like, oh, we need one more body. You're not nice. talking, uh, Mike. I, I'm you letting not you seen, speak. Have you not seen Clue? No, I saw Clue. Oh, okay. Yeah. I saw Clue. Okay. I haven't probably seen it since we all lived on Compton. Yeah. But uh, Oh, you just made me think of something. Huh? There, we were talking about Michael Caine and his many different movies. Right. Yeah. And I was like, there's this great Michael Caine movie. Because the other thing, I was your comment about somewhere in time, you know, Christopher Reeve, chick flick must suck. Um, right. Right. What, and Michael I was thinking, King. Christopher Reeve's got some good films. And so then there was a film. I was like, oh, has Mike seen that? And then I was like, oh, yeah, I know he's seen it because he borrowed the D from D from me for like five fucking years. Right. You know what's funny is I only watched that once. Really? <laughs> and then I think I didn't even return it to you. I gave it back to Alicia. 
Oh. Who then had it for like probably a year before she bequeathed it back upon you. Okay. What Michael Caine movie are you talking about? Death Trap. Yeah. The oh, I oh, eleven okay. play. Yeah, yeah. The, I thought the, you were going to mention here's, a here's the one. fun about that. He does not have a big role in that movie, though, right? Yes, he does. Okay. Well, he's, oh, yeah. There are yeah. basically no, three characters. Christopher Reeve. Christopher Reeve. Yes. Oh yeah, he's got a big role. Okay. They all do. Okay, but um, the fun thing about that movie it's 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 a play by Ira Levin that he then wrote the screenplay for. Ira Levin wrote Boys from Brazil, for example. So you know Boys who we're, Brazil, who we're talking about. That's a great movie. It was running on Broadway for many years, and so the scenes in the film of the stage production are actually the stage production of the same play that was still running on Broadway when they made the movie. Right. And it's, it's as meta as meta gets when you talk about it. Because the movie is about a guy, about a bunch of events and then the guy writing about those events to make a play. And then the movie is about, the movie is based on the play that ended up being written about the events that happened in the movie. Right. It's the first <laughs> few times that I saw that movie, I didn't quite understand the ending. Oh, it's a it was brilliant. A little con- it was oh. a little confusing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it, it doesn't switches, really quickly. It's, it, it switches. It really quick. And I was like, huh? Yeah. I was confused by but that. But I, I think that and, uh, it's a brilliant ending. I love the last line of that movie is she <laughs> says, uh, waste not, want not. Right. Is the last yeah. line of that like, movie. Well, somebody wrote the screenplay <laughs> for me. I may as well get it published even yeah. though they're all fucking dead. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's a great movie. Yeah, if you've never yeah. seen Death Threat, it, and it is, it's a play, and the movie is still filmed like it's a play. There's like the opening credits is this montage of right. him coming from New York to his home in somewhere in whatever, Vermont, whatever. And, but then the rest of the movie is just right there. What movies did you set. watch this week? Well, today I just watched The Hateful Eight. What'd oh, you think of that? That's good. Um, Finally. It could have been a lot better. Oh, shut yes, the fuck Most up. definitely. Let me give you the... Okay, first of all, you're wrong in that I'm wrong? there are definitely yeah. a, a lot of good usage of the, the widescreen. Wide when yeah. they come back yeah. when we come back to the earlier that morning and the four the f- you know the four passages and we get the long sweeping yeah, ride a, again of the coach there's there's some really but even some of the close ups you get a lot of really good the, just the creases in their faces you know just little details and nuance the, in the close up shots work really good on the widescreen from but um but the but the real problem I had, the first, I immediately went, what the fuck, was when it said chapter one. And it was, he was reusing the title card stuff for the chapter breaks that he did in the Kill Bill films. Yeah. And I, I loved, didn't really like that. Thrifty Manias. No. It took away <laughs> from the film. Every one of those could have been removed and you could have just gone right through right. scene to scene to scene. There was no need for it. I and, didn't think there was And then halfway either. into it, the reason it I was I think it's used, his thing. No, 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 no. Because it's only in those two films. Okay. He, the entire film, the, uh, the all the credits are in the same font he used for the Kill Bill right. film. He does a lot of wipes and stuff, though. Okay. You know, fade to black and uh, old school tricks and stuff. You know, so. He does some of that. The title Not really cards in that. don't bother me. It, well, but. Reservoir Dogs is full of wipes. and no, Wipes, yes. Not title cards. Well, no. Well, but, you're right. It's got the Mr. Never mind. Right. The point it's I'm making is, what I'm saying is they didn't need to be there. But the I didn't only, think they need to be but there the either. the only reason they were there was because chapter, I don't remember what, chapter four was Donahue's Got a Secret. And then you have the 40-second flashback from the other angle of the, you know, the poison. Right. And it's like, oh, and that's why she's got a secret. And it's narrated. Who the fuck's the narrator? It's the one time the narrator is used in the entire film, and it's entirely unnecessary because there's a very subtle shot where she's in the foreground. They walk in, and she's playing the guitar. And the focus on the camera, like the focus work, the background is out of focus in the foreground. She's in focus. It goes out of focus on her and in focus of them pouring themselves a cup of coffee. Hateful Eight is what we're talking about. And then immediately refocuses back on her and she has a sly grin because she knows they're about to drink it. Drink poison coffee. It's very subtle and very well done. Right. So why the fuck couldn't you have done just as subtle a shot earlier of someone pouring the poison in instead of having to go back and do a two-minute rehash of the scene from the other angle with a narrator telling you that someone's poisoned in the coffee? It seemed completely like out a of Scooby-Doo place. Cartoon. Of the, right. It seemed completely out of I place agree. of the rest of the film. I I was disappointed in that movie. I would, thought it could have been done better. But you are. It all, was it was a good version of it was Quentin Tarantino's version of Clue. 
<laughs> True. It was because I was <laughs> at that point counting the characters. And the other thing that bugged right. me is it's called The Hateful Eight. Okay. There's nine primary characters to <laughs> the majority of that film. There are nine. I think one of them bites it like really early though, right? No, there are nine for a very long time. But and then once we start killing a couple of them off, we then have a flashback and we realize that there's a tenth. After, well, for, no, we have a flashback, reveal several other characters and a tenth, and kill off a bunch of several other characters, but there's been a tenth one the whole time. I think they're counting everyone but the prisoner, probably. Well, she's yeah, the most hateful conf- one of all, so that doesn't True. make any sense. Well, no, it's a Tarantino movie. It doesn't make sense. It it's right. because it's... Anyway. Um, are, are you saying that but the thing it was, you're wrong about? he's being unintentionally stupid, or he's being intentionally pretentious, or what are you saying? Yes, because it's the eighth film by Quentin Tarantino. Right. That's, so yes, he's being intentionally pretentious. Okay. But the thing you're wrong about was your concern of I the excessive use. I see that finger use, over here. The excessive use of the N word. Well, I said it was in Django more than Hateful Eight, but it, it's the man is in love with the word. Obviously. Okay. How many times did they say it in the movie? A lot. But this right. is the point. Two of the characters. Have je- are from the South, are re- former rebel soldiers right. who just came out of the Civil War right. with a whole lot of bitterness about that loss. Sure. They're going to be flinging the N-word around a hell of a lot. Right. And so it's we- a period piece. It's a period piece. Okay, what about Pulp Fiction? it's perfectly appropriate for the amount of N-words that are in the film. <laughs> what about Pulp Fiction, early 90s Los Angeles? Are you saying there's a lot of N-words in Pulp Fiction? Com- com- <laughs> no, hold Every on. Every fucking movie that he does has at least four. Here's the difference. The N-words in Hateful Eight end in E-R. The N-words in Pulp Fiction end in A. Absolutely not, especially the ones coming out of his mouth. Yeah. When he's talking about the yeah. storage. Oh, yeah. you're talking about one particular scene, though. Well, no, there's... You're talking about one scene. I've talked several times about the inappropriate use of that word in his movies. So... I It, it doesn't add anything. It, it, it doesn't... I don't. I I would have to agree with you, Mike. Yeah. I think it's overused a lot in his movies. Well, yeah. I mean, I know. don't understand why it's used so much. I, I don't mean, understand. Th- there's a usage for it in some of the movies. I I think in Hateful Eight, there's a de- definite reason to use it. Well, one of but, the guys. Uh, I mean, the, the who's the uh, the old older gentleman? Bruce Stern. Yeah, the Bruce Stern yeah, character. Yeah, he he's cool. he's like a Civil War Confederate colonel or something. General. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yes. Yeah. You I, know, I get that, but it's his continued use of it that I have a problem with. Well, actually. Okay. And, well, not just to go on with with that, but I think I mean, like, don't get me wrong. Who the fuck am I to say? You know right. what I mean? Well, that's well, what I'm, I'm trying I'm the to poster say is... boy for people that don't have an opinion about this. But I I, I look at <laughs> movies like Martin Scorsese movies, and he uses the f word a lot. Oh come on, in those Pat. movies. You're Dude, gonna compare the... apples to Buicks, really? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the word, I'm serious. That's no, what you're doing right no, now. You're, you're right. comparing the word fuck to the n word. Right, I, there's a difference because one is offensive in general. No, 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 no. I'm not comparing okay. the words. Okay. I'm comparing a word. Unnecessary usage? Yes, unnecessary usage. Like It'd be like Wolf saying... Wall Street, it's really excessive. You know, I if, think it's, say you watched a movie and in, throughout the whole movie they said uh, you know, Domino like 10,000 times. Judicious Which, editing. Judicious What if somebody editing. said that a lot? That's yes. kind of lame. Judicious but editing. But just imagine <laughs> if somebody was saying the word Domino a thousand times in a movie. Right. Wouldn't it be like, who wrote this crap? Or every, what I'm or saying every is, episode of a show. I'm not, I'm not comparing the Hold two on. words right. as, as the the, the severity or the this or is badness important. of it. So what Would if, this it's film like, involve little wooden tiles with dots on them? Yeah. Or pizzas that are delivered in under 30 minutes? Because okay. if either of those were the subject of the film, then the excessive right. use of Domino would make sense. Right. Look, think about... Uh, <laughs> the, the thing about no, the no, F-word... Look, look at Lethal Weapon 2. Okay. Joe Pesci uses the F-word so much right. in that movie. They fuck you in the drive-thru. They fuck look, you in the drive man. That's it's, the definition an, of his character, it's, though. Yeah, I guess, and it's but a natural, it's it's a natural manner of speaking. Is. When I was a kid and I, I saw Lethal Weapon 2, I was like, this is funny, but now that I'm older, I'm just kind of like... Why do you have to say that? Why do you have to say fuck ten times? Are you getting old, dude? Movie? Are you going to yell at some kids to get off your lawn, dude? Because yeah, I look I'm forward to the day when, when I can sit in a rocking chair on my lo- on my front porch on. and be like, "You've been you looking. Kids, get off my you've been looking forward to that day since you were like twenty four. <laughs> well, no, though. but I'm yes. I mean, I'm so, going to support and denounce this point simultaneously. I look at a film like The Big Lebowski, which is rife with profanity that is all very natural and flows very logically, and that's how and I feel exactly about Scorsese movies. But the Wolf of Wall Street? Well, no, there's a lot. I mean, I think it's very much excessive. I might say the F word three times in like one sentence. 
I fucking I've say been, the fucking F word all the fucking time. I've been known to do that. But it doesn't that. fucking, it becomes excessive at a certain okay, point. Okay, in The Wolf of Wall Street, I would say that it's, it, it can be forced at times. Yeah. But if you look at like Goodfellas. No, or I'm not Casino complaining about Goodfellas. Or, you know, any of those other Scorsese, even The Departed. See, well, you know, like you're saying with Lebowski, I yeah. mean, they're not just saying fuck all the time, though, are they? Aren't they saying, I mean, other stuff? Well, they're saying other stuff. Have you ever seen the big Lebowski fuck edit? It's like a, a six-minute video of every fuck in the movie. Yeah. It's hilarious. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying that in some movies, do, do it just use, feels like, what dude, are they talking thing, about? Dude, you have to use so many curse words. It's just one thing, dude. What's that? You have to use so many cuss words. The fuck you talking about? What the fuck you talking about? What the fuck you talking about, man? <laughs> it comes I, out so naturally. It's okay, beautiful. I saw some but movies I think, this week yeah. too. And then what did yeah. you see this week? I saw a Chinese language Jackie Chan movie called Sin of the Father. Ooh, not yeah, heard of it. So good. How old is that one? Uh, he was youngish. Early eighties. It's on Netflix it right now. Even be late seventies. He was young, youngish. Okay. Ah. I'm thinking eighties, early. Well, was it more of a period kung fu movie or is it more of an action movie? No, it was a kung fu movie. Okay, then it's yeah, really sure. early in his career. Because it's right. not until he, well, no, he stepped away from... Because you realize he was Bruce Lee's like... Right. You know. Well, no, he, he came out of it, went to the action thing. Right. And then he's now come back. Okay. And he's doing kung fu movies. Is he? Yeah. Okay. I well, mean, he did, he did his his. Well, that's because he can't thing. do what he used to do anymore. I mean, he's broken every bone in his Dude, body come twice. on. The man can <laughs> climb a building without using his arms. I mean, what do you want from him? You know? What do you want? You know? He doesn't walk on water. But yeah. that was really good. I actually... Um, it was. It's not a movie, but I started watching this series on Netflix. It's called The Prison Playbook. And it's a not heard of it. Yeah, no, you wouldn't. It's a Korean language program. Okay. And it's about a baseball player, a professional baseball player. Now, baseball in South Korea is bigger than it is in America. Oh, okay. Okay. It's just like wow. Okay. okay. So he gets in a fight with this guy because the guy's trying to rape his sister, and the guy he ends up killing him. And uh, he thinks he's going to uh, get probation, and then they end up sending him to prison for a year. Uh, and he has to leave right then. So I'm like three or four episodes into it. It's actually really good. Okay. I mean, it's subtitles all the way because I do not speak any Korean at all. <laughs> Oddly enough, I don't so, But I've been trying to get into oh, like... Gangnam Style. I can say that. Right. Korean. Right. Yeah. Invisible Horses. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Monty Python been riding Invisible Horses since... Right. You know. Yeah. All right. So... Um, and then I also saw... Um, Another movie. I'll let Pat um, butt in with something. Oh no, I was just thinking. I I saw a Jackie Chan movie, and you know, anytime I say recently, I mean like in the last ten years. But have you ever seen Wheels on Meals? Have you ever heard it? Oh yeah, I saw that recently, and it's just kind of a funny slapstick. If anybody, yeah, if you haven't seen, if you're into martial arts movies, even if you're not, like Rumble in the Bronx is a good movie, like just on its own, like for an action flick, dude, like straight ahead, boom, 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 movie. it's, It's good. It's not one of his. Be- it's one it's, of his worst. No, but it's, it's a good introduction. Uh, not one of his. Well, it's worst. like one of his first he cl- Hollywood ones. He climbs a fucking right. building he- without using his arms. Yeah, but <laughs> Michelle Yeoh jumps a motorcycle onto a moving train. Yeah, in uh, Super Cop. Blah blah blah. I mean, I also watched. Cool. Dude, when they drive the the, okay. the the four or five cars through the shanty down on the side of a hill, you know, some of the the Hong Kong stuff. Right. Some of the some of the stunts they do in that movie, I don't understand. Because in Super Cop, there's the scene where the helicopter comes down and he's got like the wife or the girlfriend hostage, and then he like throws her out of the helicopter and she just falls <laughs> on the freeway like face first. That is not a stunt. No, I'm, I'm like that, watching when you watch that, you're saying, "What in the hell? They just killed this woman right. for this movie." I'm right. serious. It's right. so weird. So when it says no animals were harmed <laughs> in the making of this film, one woman was killed. Yes, <laughs> I don't know. When I watch every time I see that scene, I'm like, she Close goes casket. and falls like face first on the road from like I don't know, like about five or six feet. I mean, that's gotta hurt. Cut print. Oh, call oh, an ambulance. They, well, there's like the one movie where he falls through like the canopies and they show yeah. up from like four an- angles. Yeah. Because he fucking breaks his leg. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Right. Rumble they had the to Bronx. get the most out of that shot. Exactly. Rumble in the Bronx has the one where he's in the truck full of uh, like rubber, not rubber balls, but like balls. Well, right. I don't know. 
And the truck goes off the edge, and he jumps off the back of it just in time. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. Oh, no. <laughs> the the one with the twin dragons, is it? Where he plays, like, twins separated at birth, and one's the, the right. piano player. Yeah, yeah. And they're in the, the end of that, where they're in the that fucking... That was good. I like that one. The, the car crash test dummies testing facility. Right. Dude. We're like the one car's oh. up on... Bl- Dude, yeah, 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 the yeah. car comes at the wall... And he grabs the pole and lifts himself up as it crashes, crashes. into the wall. Yeah. Right. And he sits down on the hood. Right. You're like, are you in fucking sand? That, that, there's one zero take. room that, for error. That is one take. Right. Zero. Zero. You can't do that you one You either over. get the shot or don't have a career anymore. Right. <laughs> I mean, right. That, I don't know. There's some, there's some yeah, crazy stuff. So if you have, those of you listening at home, <laughs> if you haven't heard of Jackie Chan or seen any of his movies, Google it. You, you are Check missing out. out. Yeah. Right. So I've been into all of his late '80s, early '90s stuff. Is this right. Best. I'm getting That's like more into like martial arts movies and shit. But you got to go back like, to Drunken yeah. Master. Recently, Drunken Master is so good. <laughs> when he he uses the, his foot and the jug to kick the guy's ass. You know what I mean? It's like oh, he's playing yeah. soccer with yeah. it, like hacky sack this dude and kicked his ass. With a jug of wine, uh, yeah, drunk it's just yeah, it's it's that's a great classic. classic. So, I went back and I watched the first two Matrix movies again, ah. okay. just so I could watch. Oh, the, by the way, the, you watched a lot of movies this, this week, just so I could watch the so, fight scenes. Over well, just there. we talked about the end credit. The first one ends with "Wake Up" by Rage Against the Machine. The second one is "Calm Like a Bomb." Right. The third one is actually not a rage song. I fucking called it. Go back, rewind, Charlie. Pull up that episode. It, Where I said it wasn't, Roland said it was. Dude, it ends with some like yep. Hindu Buddhist yep. mantra yep. thing. Told you, Charlie. Anyway, Charlie. Which is just one more reason the Where revolution the sucked. It's just one more reason revolution sucked. It didn't have a raging right. machine. Anyway, and credits. back to my point. Okay. <laughs> I was re-watching the fight scenes, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, not so much in the first one, but in the second one, holy fuck, dude. Like, the scene that you said that you hated with the Smiths yeah. is really, like, the best part of that movie. Some of the is really Dude, off, I, okay, so, okay, I'll give you that, dude. But it's a technology issue. It's not like, okay. you know, they really wanted to make it happen. It could have been fucking puppets for all I care. You know what I mean? <laughs> but just, sure. okay, just okay, the, okay, the okay. fighting style, the moves that were made, the things that were done, the where he pulls a tetherball fucking thing, uh, pull out of the ground, and fucking hits him with it, and then he fucking spins it. He's like, what's up, dude? And they all start <laughs> rushing him, and he's just like, bing, pow, bing, bing. And he sticks it in the ground, and he's running around in a circle, Kicking him in the face. Pop, 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 pop. You know what I mean? As there's like a hundred Smiths trying to kick his ass. Right. It's just great, man. Yeah. That whole scene is just awesome. And even like the the smaller scenes, like with him and uh, I don't remember the guy's name, but the Oracle's uh bodyguard. Okay. Yeah. The whatever his name is. I don't remember. Anyway, it's been a while. the just the short <laughs> fight scene with them, just you know, and in the first movie, the Morpheus Neo fight scene. You yeah. know, it's just so good, dude. There's a lot so of good stuff. Good. Yeah, in the first one. So good. And yeah. I did watch one more movie. Yes. People are going to think that, like, I don't work. Like, <laughs> I I just happened to be able to to do some of this. Well, it took you two I tries, was, too. Well, I know, and trying. I also lost some sleep over this shit. So it's not like, you know, I, I was, fucking... I've you been did, trying to watch tried more to movies see it every and week. kept getting interrupted. I was, hoping, I was hoping every week I could come in and be like, yeah, I watched these three movies this well, week. Well, I was trying to do my homework. But That's I, why I, I watched I, I can't, Away. I, I right. can't find the time. But they didn't have Groundhog Day. I would have watched Groundhog I, Day. I will stay up till like 2 in the morning, though. Okay. And On Netflix. watch but, a movie. But because know. I didn't have Groundhog Day, I instead actually was flipping through the documentaries on Netflix because they've always got a lot of good documentaries. And there was this, oh, dude. There was this oh, one Oh, I just called, watched a documentary earlier. There was a documentary called Jim and Andy that just came out like last year. I haven't seen it, but I did see the advertisement. Okay. Well, what it basically is is that when Jim Carrey was filming Man on the Moon, the, oh. the Andy Kaufman movie, he was as method as you get. He mm-hmm. became Andy Kaufman and Tony Clifton for a few months. Right. Um, and and um, what's interesting, and so there was a bunch of this behind-the-scenes footage that was shot throughout, uh, backstage, all kinds of stuff uh, of him that got stuck in a vault for 20 years. 
that like the studio didn't want to put it out because they thought it made Jim come across as an asshole and he was such a bankable star at the time they didn't want to tarnish his reputation because for money not because they give a damn out of him but um but uh they so they did a uh so yeah finally after 20 years you know the whole thing is kind of segued by they interview a, a contemporary Jim Carrey with a big old beard looking like Charles Manson um um, talking about this whole experience as they cut, and it, 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 it's got a ton of material in it from TV clips and all kinds of stuff. And, right. Uh, anyway, it was it was actually fairly good. It was it was it was pretty cool. Anyway, are you done? Yeah. yeah. That's okay. What babble, babble, babble. Anyway, I saw I saw Donnie Darko. Donnie you Darko. did your homework. Yeah, and saw Donnie Darko. You guys wanted me to see that, and I saw it. So the first hour, um, I actually tried to watch it here in the studio. And it did, it, yeah, it didn't work out too well. <laughs> so, and then I was stopping it, and then I watched the second half, and then I was like, "Fuck this!" I watched the whole thing over again. That movie's because like, uh, you know, I was like, the second time crazy. I was like, "Oh, oh, right, right, oh, right, okay, yes, yes, <laughs> right," okay. because it's a whole. It's that's one where of those that's movies. supposed to go. Right. Okay, everything and it's perfect, and it's isn't it? Isn't it amazing how it really is? And, and the first time I saw it, I was like, uh, and then when I, I'm glad I watched it again because it's a really smart movie. And the dialogue is really good. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that one scene where they're in the towards the beginning of the movie where they're at the breakfast table, mm-hmm. and what's a fuck ass? What's a fuck ass? <laughs> where they're like going back and forth, and, and the dad's got the pizza, and he's like, "It's just that's well." It's funny scene. watching you watch the scene because you're like, "Yeah, that's me as a dad." Oh, yeah. And then he laughs, and you're like, "Yeah, that's me as a dad." Yeah, too. that's me as a dad too. <laughs> But so. the whole, I like the, just the, the, his stupid doofus friends, and they're sitting there talking about uh, you know gang banging Smurfette, and he's like, "You guys don't even know what you're talking about." Right. He does the whole Smurf right. monologue. He gives the rundown. You know, it's like Gargamel's it's like, evil point? plant. It's like, what's the right. point of living if you don't have a dick? <laughs> right. And they're like, "Huh? Why are you gonna get so smart on us, Donnie?" So wax poetic. You know, I really want to know. And then Roberta Sparrow. What? The, uh, you know, yeah, I'd like to know what she whispers to him. Oh, they tell you you didn't catch that. He tells him. He tells the shrink later. I have not seen that movie. Everybody dies alone. Okay, that's what she said to him. Yes. Okay. Um, I even like stopped it. Well, did you even catch? And the- I turned on the subtitles. I was going to try to cheat. Yeah. And I nope. turned on the subtitles, and they didn't give it to me. No. Like sometimes they'll do that. Like if you oh, watch, yeah, yeah, yeah. if you watch, <laughs> here it is. Oh. If you watch episode seven, <laughs> we got to get a Star with Wars the subtitles in. on during sure. the. Uh, force vision that she has oh. when the lightsaber calls right, her. Right, right, right. You hear the, all that, okay. and it says Yoda. Oh, it tells Obi-Wan. you. one. Oh, nice. You know what I mean? Nice. It, Vader breathing. Wow. You know what I mean? So okay. it like does a little breakdown of it for you. Okay. You know because That's Yoda cool. is in there. A lot of people said they couldn't hear it, but yeah. Once they put the subtitles up, and it. yeah, and the uh, the Obi Wan voice was actually Ewan McGregor and the guy uh, combination, the guy that did him on the Clone Wars cartoon. Okay. Uh, I don't remember the voice actor's name. And Qui-Gon is actually in that little thing, too. Doesn't he say, like, Anakin? Yeah, Anakin. When, uh, or is that from... It's Fe- from Phantom Menace well, no, when, you're, yeah. when Darth Maul or shows am I up. talking about something from episode no, no, no. two? You no. are. You're also talking about... Yeah. He, oh, he's referring to a scene. Too? Yeah, yeah. No, no, there no. a scene in episode two? No, there's a scene in episode yeah, two yeah. where, 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 where Anakin's being Anakin. tortured in his dreams. And, right. and the Qui-Gon. Anakin get down line is in there. Um but um, um, you distracted me from Donnie Darko, right? Because um, I brought up well, Star no, Wars, and then the there's whole another world scene stops, where you know? I didn't quite catch what was going on at first. Um, when he's talking to Noah Wiley, the science teacher, right? About uh, it's like one of the second conversations he has. I guess I gotta travel. watch this movie. I haven't seen yeah, it you should. You should watch and it again. He, yeah. And he yeah. says yeah. something about well. You know, well, but we can do this as long as we're following God's plan or something like that. Right. And Noah Wiley says, I've got to stop this conversation yeah, he's or a, I'm going to get fired. He's a public school teacher. He doesn't say or I'm going to get fired, but he says no, he I does. have. I could lose my, he says I could lose my job. Right. He has because to stop talking to him. they're at a private religious school. Right. And his character is, you know, probably. He's a science a, teacher. He's a science teacher. His doctor so-and-so. And he, he can't say, you know. He can't give his personal opinion about the Lord in a Christian high school. Exactly. Right. And it, it was, it, but I mean, there's little subtleties in the movie that, that there's some, every character has, it's really funny how that one opening montage over when they're coming out of the school bus and it goes through the halls and the one kid's snorting cocaine and the, the nurse, the girl, introduces the teacher. Right. And you, in a very short montage, really get some real 
character development right. really quickly on a lot of different characters. Right. It, every character has some very specific perspectives. So, you sure. know what I mean? You know, I mean, even the mom and the dad, who you take as a little too laissez-faire towards their kids, which is well, no, that was a typical parenting style of the right. time. Yeah, that's how we got millennials, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? And, so, and it's like, well, like when she's on the phone, she's like, "Yeah, so uh, you remember that gym teacher? Yeah, my my brother told her to shove a book up her ass, and so yeah. my parents bought now her a bunch of new bought things. Him a bunch of shit. I wish, I wish a jet engine would hit my room." <laughs> I think the fact that they're really brother and sister really yeah, helped between the, like the bickering. Yeah. But you could tell like they're both on the verge of cracking up when they're having that scene in the beginning. <laughs> they're like trying not to laugh. Donnie, you're such a dick. <laughs> Whoa, Elizabeth. A little hostile there. Maybe you should be the one in therapy, then mom and dad can pay someone $200 an hour to listen to all your thoughts so we don't have to. Okay. You want to tell mom and dad why you stopped taking your medication? You're such a fuck ass. What? Please. Did you just call me a fuck ass? Elizabeth, that's enough. You can go suck a fuck. Oh, please tell me, Elizabeth. How exactly does one suck a fuck? You want me to tell you? Please tell me. We will not have this at the dinner table. Stop. So, yeah. Okay. So, after I I watched a movie based on a recommendation from people on the show. Has anyone else done that? Uh, well, I'm, I I'm talking. Play. I'm talking oh, to the people well, at home. Well, talking you to told me to watch. Um, well, I forget. I forget now. <laughs> I told well, you your to homework was. I told you. I watched a movie episode. recently. You told me you watched half a movie. No, no, no. But there that was, was another one. Like, Django. oh, The Departed. When you told me to watch The Departed, right, I okay. watched yeah, That was like two weeks did ago. Did you watch yeah. Glorious Bastards? No, I did not. Did you watch? But I was trying to watch Gran Torino. Did you watch the Han Solo movie? No. Dude, I saw the Han Solo movie. I'm gonna have to watch Han Solo. I'm gonna right. fucking come to your house. But that's what I'm saying. Right? No. We've all done I'm some of our homework. I'm gonna fucking drag you out. No. Put you in the car. All no. three of us have seen Straight at least jacket. one film. No. I'm gonna be standing there with the eye drops. Why am I gonna watch Han Solo? Dude? Because I just okay. don't know why. Anyway, I'm not even. You were gonna say something about another movie you did see. He watched half of Gran Torino, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. But no, I watched like The Incredibles too. Yeah, Incredibles too. Okay. So, so what about Gran Torino? Well, what I saw of it was good. (laughs) (laughs) That's already for Incredibles 2. And then Roland's like, so what did you think about Gran Torino? Because I didn't see the Incredibles 2. I don't want to talk about it. Okay. Okay, Pat, you can have your moment. Was it directed by Brad Bird? Yes. Okay. Because this is interesting. Brad Bird... Who directed Iron Giant? Directed Incredibles two. He actually directed or one of the Mission Impossible movies. Did he? Well, I was looking what at. What was it? Seventeen. Well, this is what I was saying. I was looking at. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, because there's a new one that's just coming out. I was kind of looking at this. Is Mission Impossible like trying to compete with? Well, this is the thing. James Bond. Bond. Well, well, yeah. The new one that just came out is number six, and it's directed by the same guy who did five. It's the first time there were two movies directed by the same guy. You realize first one was Brian De Palma. Second one was John Woo. Third one was J.J. Abrams. And then ever since then, J.J. Abrams was producer on 4, 5, and 6 after Director right. 3. Did you hear about the Michael Bay Mission um, Impossible? 4 They're was directed by Brad yes, Bird. Mission Impossible Merge. Ghost Protocol right. 2011. So 4 was directed by Brad Bird. And then 5 and 6 have been directed by Christopher McQuarrie, the guy who won an Academy Award for writing the screenplay to The Usual Suspects. Yeah. That's the guy who's directed the last two. Brad Bird directed Ratatouille yeah. as well. Yeah. Well, the thing that's weird about animation directors to me is, do you know what, uh, what's his name? He directed uh, Mad Max. I'm blanking on his name. Yeah, I know. It's, but, but he's directed. like guy something. He's directed all four Mad Max films. Yeah. Well, in between uh, Thunderdome mm, and Fury Road, there's no. this huge gap of time. Yes, he's directed all four of them. He yes, he directed all four of them. He yep. directed Thunderdome. Yep. He directed all the Mad Max. George Miller. George was his Miller. Name. And George the, the new Tom Hardy. He directed okay. it as well. All right. And the point is, is you That's... know what he in between Thunderdome and Fury Road, you know what he directed? What? Happy Feet and Happy Feet Two. Yeah. The Penguin cartoons. <laughs> I know. Well, You're like, what he, the fuck? He needed the money. <laughs> Well, it's just little weird. boy it's, blue. It's interesting, guess when you he see somebody's money. careers and you're like, he directed Mad Max and Happy Feet. Well, yeah. it's like huh? when they gave those two guys that did the Lego movie a Star Wars movie. It's like, are you out of your fucking mind? Yeah. 
It are you kidding right <laughs> Actually, now? I just saw a clip of a Lego movie recently. I was like, the Lego movie was good. Don't get me wrong, oh, it was, I, I it was like great. Hold on, I came in the middle great. of this, so I don't know if it was the Lego movie or something else, but it was. It probably was. They did a Batman version, but of there's it. like some construction worker. Yeah, that's and him. Some weird yeah. shit yeah, and yeah, stuff. And there's like. It, the line I really liked was, I've seen a lot of movies, and isn't there supposed to be a good cop also? Right. <laughs> His head spins around. Right? Head spins around. And that's, like, that's the only scene I saw, and I'm like, um, I'm watching this for about five minutes, and I'm like, this is not a kid's movie. Did you, no, it's not. Did you not realize that was Liam Neeson? Liam Neeson does good cop, bad cop. Yeah. Is that, was that, yeah. Oh, you yeah. know what? You're right. I think you did recognize that that was his voice. But right. my point, yeah. I, that's all I saw of it. I was just, it was... On when I turn. Oh, the it's TV. it's it's very entertaining. Because generally, my wife will fall asleep to TV land. Yeah, I know. With like friends oh, or three, two and a half men or something like that. <laughs> nicely, done. <laughs> nicely done. <laughs> if you're scoring at home, give Mike one. <laughs> but uh, so I when I first turn the TV on in the morning, it'll be on freaking Nick Jr. Right. <laughs> it's like right. So like the Lego movie was playing. That was funny. Yeah, it's so, it's very entertaining. They yeah, don't the make Lego movies like, like that. I mean, even in in kids' movies now, they always throw shit in for their grownups. Oh, of course. You know what I mean? That goes over right over the kid's head. Wait. They have no idea what it is, but the parents laugh and the kids go, "What are you laughing at?" Yeah, they, well, they that's all why a movie now. like The Incredibles is so good. Right. Because it does work really well on both levels. I really enjoyed you know, the first we were, one. When we were I did. talking it was about a very our good top family film, when we were right. talking about our top five movies, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I was trying to think of like, you know, what if we were doing top ten? I would almost don't put fucking say it, dude. Don't. The Incredibles, son in of a top a ten, bitch. Really? dude. The Incredibles is that good of a movie in my Fuck opinion. Well, me. Okay, I'm serious. No, I'm oh, serious. God. I would For say the love of the living Christ, Pat. Of all, You're, and you uh, know what? The Incredibles is clearly the best uh, of all the Pixar movies. But you're top oh yeah, hold, 10? On, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. And I could put top, Incredibles top in the top 10? 10 on the list. I'm, not, I'm, I'm with him on this. I'm not putting it in the top 10. Top 10? I would say sure, it is one of the best Pixar films. Top 10. Easily the best. Toy Story 2? Dude, I had problems getting Better down to 30, Story. and then going from 30 to 10 was agonizing. Toy Story 2? Toy Story 2 is a fantastic movie. Yes, but it I is. I think The Incredibles is better. I think, I think in, in terms of sequels, it's one of the... It's one of those great sequels that's as good or better than the original. I think the age of your children is affecting your judgment. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Uh -uh. I'm saying great film. I have watched Incredibles so many times. Oh, yeah. That movie is great. Okay, if I go top 25, I might be able to squeeze it in there. I don't know whether to be disappointed or... Like, let's go through your, like, like top... Because you know what? I'm telling... I can sit down and watch The Incredibles anytime, Throw out real quick something from that top 30 that you had to whittle down. Uh, What'd you have to throw out? Fucking, Full Metal Jacket? Yeah. La Bamba. Right? La- really? Yeah. La Bamba. That's in your top 30? <laughs> really? Yeah. I mean, what? La Bamba's a good movie. Yeah. For a, for, La for a musical Watch biography. It again. Watch it again, Pat. That's a good movie. Watch but... it again. No. Top no 30? Way. Yeah. Top 30? Oh, you're going to put Incredibles in top 10. I can't yes. put La Bamba. <laughs> I can't put La Bamba in my top no. 30. <laughs> fucking eat a dick. <laughs> La Bamba. Oh, that was there's... like that just like fell from the sky like a jet engine thank, from thank, Donnie Darko. Thank you, um, Charlie. La Bamba. There's a package that just came in for Pat. It's a bag of dicks. Here, eat it. So, so if you were doing a top fifty, would would like like Great Balls of Fire be in there? I would say no. I'm not a Jerry Lee Lewis fan. Okay. All right. So, well, what, what would else? you put in? I just, I just threw out Full Metal no. Jacket. What else? Yeah, I was I was disappointed. Full in... Metal Jacket. I mean, let's just Full talk classic jacket. movies. Apocalypse Now. Right. Of uh, course. Fuck. Let's just keep on the war trend here. Just... Uh, have you seen Have you seen the extended cut of Apocalypse Now? Doctor Strange. The Redux. They actually they do have a redu- seen... They call it Apocalypse Now Redux, which is yeah. dumb. It's the French word redo. It's pronounced redo. Whatever. But they they marketed it as Redux it? No in one all says the Redux. ads. No, they did in the entire marketing campaign. Okay. Well, I'm they sure that guy got fired. I could care less about that. No, I was it just wasn't one guy. It was the entire marketing campaign. It was. Have you seen good. the movie? Yes or no? No, I have not seen the extended version have of you? Apocalypse. I have. Yeah, it was oh, worse. It. it was not as good. I don't it think it helped. Infer- it, it did not help. It did not help the movie. whatsoever. I agree. It was inferior. So no, I would you say, say that about like the director's w- cut of Blade Runner? I don't think made no. it better. The final cut did. Well, I, the director's cut of Blade Runner took out the the um, voiceover, right, but that's all it did. It didn't actually it edit the, the scene. It didn't actually edit the scenes. So there are these long drawn out scenes for no reason because the voiceover is missing. I thought but it was better without the, the voiceover. You, I'm saying yes. But I, I no, thought it was better without the voiceover too. I have not seen the final the cut. final cut. The final no. cut uh-uh. takes out the voiceover, but then re-edits the film. 
for it to work without the voiceover. Because there are three what about, very what there about, are three what about scenes that are very final... long, drawn out, and unnecessary. Right. Because the voiceover is missing. What about the final? The director's cut. What about the final? Final cut. The you final. Mean, have you seen that one? I've only no. I only know of just three. the final cut. I, I, but yeah, I think you I haven't have... seen the final final cut though. Is this a real thing, or are you being a dick? It, 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 I'm being a dick. Okay. <laughs> so we're talking top that. 30, and you were trying to put Apocalypse Now, and and like what else? Full Metal Jacket, 2001: A Space you Odyssey. Put, yeah, you wouldn't put. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, well, if I was Dr. trying to crunch like a top top 50, I would be putting some of these. Yeah. Didn't we put Didn't, Strange Love? You put in Strange Love. Five? Like you know, Strange uh, Love was in my top five. Castaway or. Uh, Castaway, Forrest Gump, or Forrest Gump, Gump? could be in my like... top twenty. Yeah, top twenty. We're talking about yeah. top thirty here. I'll put Forrest Gump. Castaway is a very, Forrest very good Gump. movie. Didn't he win an I Oscar for that one? You hold on, hold on. I said what is going on here today? He's having a fit. Lababa, Castaway? No, not Castaway. Freaking Forrest, Forrest Gump? Gump. Well, okay, okay. okay Forrest, this I got to hear. Give Forrest, me Forrest Gump, Gump was a anti. novelty. Tell me Forrest Gump's a, a bad film. It's not a bad film. It's, it's a, a novelty. Okay? okay? I'm sorry. It was a like novelty what? movie. In what way? In, in the I mean, way, you know, it's like you go to the store and you see the candy on the aisle and you grab a Snickers on your way out the door. It's a novelty. It's not something you came there for. I'm not seeking out to see Forrest Gump ever again. Really? You know, if it's if it happens to be on, I might watch five minutes and then change the channel. You don't think Castaway was enough... is a quality movie? Castaway was like good. Castaway, it was ruined by the but trailer. I'm not by Forrest Gump. But I didn't even see how, the trailer. How are you that much? Forrest you know, Gump what is, I want to see is, is like, uh... the history of the Boomer generation for, from the perspective of I one guess I'm guy. Not, I'm not a that's Boomer. What it is. Well, sure, I'm, I'm not, not a Boomer, either. so maybe I'm not so much I'm into it. So are you? But but that's not the point. That's it, what the film is. It was. A I'm saying everything Oliver Stone has ever did is attempted to be what Forrest Gump actually was. Did you just was. refer to yourself sure. as a Gen Xer? I'm definitely a Gen Xer. Okay. I will refer something to myself, else for us to argue about. What else? What would you call me? A douchebag. Well, you can call me that. What okay. generation would you say I'm part of? Anyway, I'm clearly okay. a Gen Xer. Pat's okay. not done with his fit about no, Forrest okay. Gump. Listen, <laughs> say you're gonna. Dude, rape. his head is gonna come off his <laughs> neck, dude. I wish this was on video. Look. <laughs> Say you're trying to rate it. Okay, ever. this right. is the thing. I, I look at people rating movies, and they're, they say like, "This movie is a 10. Okay, a movie's a ten, and I'm thinking to myself, what what is your standard for rating a movie a ten? I mean, and then you turn around and you read another review, and they're saying, well, this movie's a ten. How can you say that this and this and this these are all like ten movies when they're not? When you're talking about a ten, you're talking about like a perfect movie. And we're talking about a perfect movie. There's we're talking maybe about three of those ever. Yes, like there's like in the three world, ever. movies in the world that are like a ten. Right. Okay. Name them. Uh, uh, what was my top five? Like, like Rear, Rear Window. Oh, I know. Was, Fuck you. What okay. was my top five? Those are the three Rear best Window. movies in the world. Well, I'm just saying, like, like Rear Window, Doctor Strange, Love. I mean, these movies are are perfect. There's not a wasted scene, a, a bad acting. There's there's nothing about them that that, that make them bad. Okay. I, and then everything. And there's else, something about Forrest Gump that makes it bad. It's 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 just yeah, it's kind of right. disposable. What it, you you watch it too and much it's pop fun. culture for Pat? No, no, it's not that. Well, it's I know. Just, I mean, I'll give you the two negatives. I the, the it's I for years afterwards when I saw John Waters, John Waters, the director, of some very out there movies. Um, in several interviews, I saw him make a comment when somebody asked him something about you know somebody not liking your movie or walking out of your movie or something like that. He says everyone's free to do that. Um, you know, I always walk out as soon as Forrest Gump starts running. <laughs> I'm, uh, listen, you know, my problem. The my, other my, thing was my the MTV with Forrest movie Gump awards, is not Forrest himself. Quentin Tarantino at the MTV Movie Awards. He's uh -huh. like, "What do you do if your you take your if your film Pulp Fiction keeps getting nominated for awards and keeps losing to Forrest Gump? What do you do? You go to the MTV Movie Awards because Pulp Fiction won the MTV Movie Award. Yeah. It lost best. It lost the Golden Globe. It lost. You know, of course it did. It wasn't as good of a movie. Pulp Fiction is not as good as Forrest Gump. No. Okay. Not even close. No. No, no comparison there. <laughs> There's no comparison. So Pulp <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Wait, wait, wait. I'm just wait, saying. Let's Forrest clarify. Gump is better than Pulp Fiction. No, Pulp Fiction is better than Forrest Gump, even though I don't think Pulp Fiction is, this is a that preference? great. Is this a preference thing? Or is what? this like, I mean, are you objectify? Are you are you being I'm, objective here? If I'm being objective, or is this, or is this a preference thing? If I'm I think being what objective, it is is that you just Forrest don't Gump. like Forrest Gump. No, 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 no. If I'm and being so objective, it it's the it's Forrest Gump himself is good in that movie from beginning to end. It's the things around him 
you know, all these pop culture references that, the film that are about. that the are, series of impossible events that, that are, happens to one man. Yeah, that become kind of a novelty or disposable he met to me. Three I'm more bro. interested. The, the scenes where like Forrest Gump is eating two ice cream cones and he comes back to see you know Lieutenant Dan and he's all, "I got an ice cream cone for you, Lieutenant Dan." Those are the best scenes because they're original and they're fresh. Whereas, you know, him running along and he gets like, uh, he steps in shit and they're like, well, shit happens or whatever. Well, it's it, because it's like, it's okay, because it's kind of character... funny the first time. But later on, when you watch it a second or a third time, some of that stuff just gets kind of like, okay. eh. I, I think don't it's think cool to the film. Yeah, I think because it's cool Forrest that he's Gump responsible is not for a that character. Kind of Forrest oh, okay. Gump is he a represents, He represents a, a generation, I guess. Yeah, he's, he's symbolic of the outside observer of all these events. Right, I guess. He's, he's not... I, I like the character of Forrest Gump. And like the ending, when he when he uh, sees his son and then she tells him, you know, uh, his name is Forrest, like his dad. And he's like, he, there's a you know, his dad's name is Forrest. And then he comes to the realization that he's the dad. Yeah. That stuff is really good. Well, yeah, when she tells him and he starts to back up. Yeah. Like he's going to run out of the room. The, like, there's so on, much on, you know. good there, but there are other things in the movie I just find to be kind of like. He is such a the, good actor. Every time you watch it, it there, there's less and less to it. It's not a movie that you can watch a hundred times, dude. It's like a once a year. It becomes thing for a, me. it becomes a. But no, let's talk about this Castaway thing, dude. It's a good fucking movie. He's on a fucking island by himself, yeah. with a goddamn volleyball, right. for forty five minutes, and right. it's riveting. It is. It and is you're good. on the edge of your fucking seat. Well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and yeah, I would And I then when he go goes back, far, but it's good. And the, his lady that he pined for the whole time uh -huh. married fucking yeah. Mr. Big from Sex and the City. <laughs> and they have children. Fucking heartbreaking, dude. And, and then delivers, redemption at the end with the butterfly he, chick. He delivers the package. And then right. the last scene in that movie is really good where he's standing there and you just don't know what he's going to do. And that's do. not a top 30 what? movie? No. Fuck you. <laughs> Seriously. You take your La Bamba and shove it up your yeah. Bamba. La Bamba's a great fucking film. <laughs> it is. What about me? I got enough to worry about the Watch I, it again. I, movie, Lou Diamond a, Phillips is not, an underrated actor. Young Guns. Yeah. Um, I mentioned Wait, the big guns, hit. He, he, has, he has a guest part on uh, George Lopez for a little couple episodes. <laughs> George Lopez. <laughs> I don't know. You want you want to talk great movies like um, like Superman? Though there's a there's a Superman. Great movie. The movie is a really really it's really a good really film. good movie. It's a great start film. to finish. It's there's there is, is dude. There's nothing. Rolling, forget about the content. Like, there's or nothing the excessive. No, the ending pisses me off every time. Okay, I Why? I, I grant you that the ending's goofy, but it's in so a some ways, smacking up. Uh, if, I think it's something uh, you could almost see in a comic book. Right. Well, that sure. Kind of ending. But listen, Which is why I don't like comic books. There is no there is no excessive anything in that movie. Everything in that movie is absolutely needed and it's, it's handled perfectly. It's clean. Yes. Except clean. It's very clean. Except I, I see him what you're spinning saying. around the world to make it go backwards to make time back up is nah, excessive. It no, is stupid. No. It's, it's comic book. Okay, wait, 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 wait. I agree. I agree with both of you. I will say, if that scene wouldn't have been in the movie, I wouldn't have minded. If it, it, it didn't, okay. the movie didn't First need of the all, scene. If it was made in 1978, if it was made in 1998, you could have killed Lois Lane. Right. True. Yeah, yeah. You couldn't kill Lois Lane. Well, in 1978, they knew they were going to make. A, the ending no, is no, no, not true. They knew they were going to make another one. Well, they and were Mar filming the other. Margot Both Kidder were being had signed up for three fucking movies. Right, right, right. right. I know. I so know. you can't kill her off. Because well, you no. got to pay her for the other I two. I understand that, but what I'm what I'm saying is, yeah, I'm not saying they they. I'm saying if they'd made the movie 20 years later, the script would have been written differently. They would have let Lois Lane get killed. Right, they're more likely to kill people off. When they wrote movies. it in '78, they were writing three movies. You're right. Richard Donner had begun filming Superman two as well as Superman. The, the best... and then they took him off of it, and someone else came right. in and finished it. Now, Roland's point to talk about Roland's point. The best part of that movie to me is the believability. Even oh, though, yeah, 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 even yeah. though he's mm -hmm. a Superman, yeah. and he jumps as a child, he races trains, and he flies, right. and he saves fucking people from helicopters and shit. 
But it's you buy into the sci-fi premise because he's an it's alien believable. from another planet. Right. It's yes. believable. It's and very you believe believable. It. And then at the end where he fucking turns the world backwards just for a minute, you go, uh... That's kind of pushing it. Kinda, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. It's you know a little I mean? crazy, but so, I, I don't know. I, I just, don't mind I, it. But, I love uh, the way he's flying up in the sky and he has the vision of his dad oh, and he's and talking about thing, not interfering. We're talking about the 1977 he's, Superman, he's, Christopher Reeves. He is. 77. He's, he's, 77. He's trying to sort this out. 77 is Star Wars. 78. 77. 78. <laughs> Anyways, he's wrestling with with, with what his dad wants him to do right. to not interfere like that, and he's wrestling with the fact that his earthly dad died, and he wishes he could have saved him. Right. It's it's great drama right there. Did you see the Man of and, Steel reboot? But no. and here's the other thing that I the, that the, I have a problem. Just real quick, the uh, in the reboot you're about to refer to, right. Kevin Spacey's bald. No, 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 not that one. Not that one. That's not that that's one. Lex Luthor. That's the movie that didn't happen. Okay. Because well, that, no, the point I was about DC to make is the was, other problem I had with the '78 Superman. I'm talking is about Gene Hackman has hair, but he's bald in that movie. At the uh, end, yes. No, he that's wigs. stupid. Because he goes through the whole thing wearing a wig as Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor right. doesn't wear a wig, and then at the end of the movie, he just rips the hair off and says, "I'm Lex Luthor." And you're like, either he should have not ripped the hair off at the end and revealed it was a wig, maybe or he should have been bald the whole maybe time. Maybe Gene Hackman. But the had idea a thing that Lex Luthor contract? wears a wig was stupid. Maybe Gene Hackman had a thing in his contract. I'm sure it's exactly what it was. Right. I'm saying I the la- that scene at the end where he rips the wig off shouldn't exist. Anyway, about the, either about he should the, have had hair and fine, that's Gene Hackman's version right. of the character, or he should not have had about hair. About the Man of Steel thing, but Lex Luthor doesn't wear a wig. Kevin Costner plays uh, the senior Mr. Kent, his earthly father, mm-hmm. in that movie. I'm talking about the Henry Cavill Superman. Yes. Yes. Okay, and the the dynamic between him and Clark. Yeah, is they they do a really good job of that. Yeah, you know what I mean. But Kevin Costner is also a great I, actor. I, so. I think I've seen a f- couple of scenes maybe from that movie, but I've no, I have not seen that movie. It's a it's a good film. Yeah, I like it. It's a good movie. You know, if Roland would probably think the same thing if he wasn't so anti superhero movies. <laughs> I mean, it does a good job of setting up the Batman v Superman movie, which is another great example of of uh, theatrical release and director's cut. Because the theatrical release of Batman v Superman was shit. It's a horrible <laughs> fucking movie. But the director's cut, you're like, that's pretty good. Yeah. You know what I mean? It totally changes the and, whole uh, dynamic of it. Have you seen um, Suicide Squad? I did see that. That I quite enjoyed it, actually, because... <laughs> I mean, that, I knew what okay. I was getting when I walked into the theater. I, you know, okay. I, Suicide okay. Squad... I can accept that. Right. Was was like a, a train wreck. I just could not stop watching that movie. And I, I watched it twice. Right. Because I was like, what in the heck am I watching here? Right. I don't know. It was so weird. It's such a train wreck it's of a movie. It's such a, a, a superhero movie. Yeah, I don't know. I, I it, That movie Actually, is... Actually, it's an anti-hero movie. <laughs> I guess, but, in a way. You know, I don't know. I just found that that it's movie... It's very much it was, a comic book movie. It was a bad movie, but I could not stop watching it because of how bad it was to me. I don't know. It, everything about it So it's it like was, a bad car accident. It's just so horrible. It's just so horrible. It it's like a train wreck. Yeah. Okay. I cannot. I can't stop. Get, train wreck. I don't know. What there were so many things. Of? What day is this? What day is this? You also have a package <laughs> coming. So. <laughs> okay. Anyways, what were we talking about? The Incredibles 2? We get. Oh, son of a Actually, bitch. yeah. <laughs> hmm. I don't know. Let me, let me ask you. What have you ever seen at the beginning or the ending of a movie? Okay, so that, what have I ever? That's besides credits. All right, I was thinking about this. Okay, let him finish, Ron. Back, you know, I was telling you, I watched all the Basil Rathbone, uh, Sherlock Holmes right. movies, and I watched it on Turner Classic Movies. So they played the actual movie without any edits whatsoever. Right. And at the end of a lot of those movies, because they came out in wartime, there was little clips at the end saying "Buy War Bonds." Okay. Okay. And then you watch other movies, and there's always like maybe a dedication at the end of like you know dedicated to the memory of so and so. Which speaking of which, episode nine, I bet you I I'm gonna say that episode nine is gonna open with a dedication to Carrie Fisher. That's my prediction. Didn't they already have that? I think it's gonna have that at the end of. Absolutely not. I think they had. Did did they have it at the end of eight? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it was at the end of eight. I think you need to look because I'm pretty sure. I don't think I thought acknowledge it at all whatsoever. But whatever. Okay. In the film. In the film. That was just a distraction. Anyways. And I was thinking sometimes even at the beginning of the movie, they make like a dedication. Okay. Can you think of anything else you've ever seen at the beginning or the ending of a movie? 
Okay. A cartoon. Um, a cartoon, maybe. Sure. I remember okay. one movie that so, starts with it saying this is based on actual events and then ends with it saying yeah. that this is okay. Yeah, we, we told that so, story on the air before. <laughs> I'm sitting in the theater, and The Incredibles 2 starts. Okay. okay? And the very first thing you see is uh, Craig T. Nelson, Hel Holly Hunter, Sam Jackson, and Brad Bird coming on the screen and talking about the movie. Oh. They're like, and it's little clips of them saying, you know, we know it's been like 14 years since the last movie came out, and we wanted to thank you for all being so patient, and they were saying like, you know, it takes a long time to make a movie, and you know, there's the writing and the animating and blah, 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 and at the very end, I think the last thing was like Sam, Samuel L. Jackson saying, you know, it's worth the wait. They basically had already bought how, my ticket. How odd. I bought my ticket to see this movie, and they're trying to sell it to me. Before right. it even starts, I would understand it was the that. most bizarre that thing yeah. I have ever seen. I would understand before that a movie at the end of the it film, is weird. maybe at the end where they right. come out and say thank at you for end. watching this movie. Yeah. but to sell it to at me after I, I knew after you right already there, bought a ticket, I was right. in the theater. In the theater, that's bizarre. Right. And you know what? Because have you ever seen Tidelands, the the the, the Terry no. Gilliam film? Mm -mm. The the DVD of Tidelands starts with Terry Gilliam apologizing. He's saying, some of you, I got a lot of backlash for this movie, and some of you are going to misinterpret it. This film is seen through the eyes of a child. If it's shocking, it's because it's innocent. So I suggest you try to forget everything you've learned as an adult, the things that limit your view of the world, your fears, your prejudices, your preconceptions. Try to rediscover what it was like to be a child with a sense of wonder and innocence, and don't forget to laugh. And he kind of lays out like that you've got to have the right perspective on this film. And he's right. It's a brilliant, brilliant movie. It's beautiful because the difference between what you as an audience are seeing and what the very innocent young character who is the main character of the film, what she is seeing, what her reality is versus what you as an audience realize is actually happening to her. There's, there's such a disconnect that it's uncomfortable, and that's what makes it such a good film, is because for her, the world is perfectly fine, and everything that's happening around you, you go, this poor fucking girl. And it's such a good movie. If you've never seen Tidelands. I'll have to check this out. Oh, yeah. But you know, I like Terry Gilliam's Gilliam. DVD, yeah, the DVD starts with him basically apologizing. Well, that's a DVD. This is right. a theatrical release. But you're talking release. the theatrical release is doing the this. Right. Mind so basically what they said to you, Pat, is that's the movie you're about to watch sucks. Exactly. Right. That's mind And I was like... This is weird. It was such a weird thing. I was like, they're telling me that I'm going to love this movie. And I'm like, no, that means this movie sucks. That reminds me of somebody <laughs> trying to sell me a car. You're going to love this car. You're going to love this car. Yeah. It was weird. That's so mind-blowing. Okay, you remember we talked about uh, Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2? Sure, sure. Yes. It's basically a remake. Yeah. And like uh, A New Hope and Force Awakens. Force Awakens is basically a <laughs> Shut remake. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Dude, Dude, the Incredibles are you trying 2. to raise my ire? Yes, the Incredibles Actually, I got to look online and see if I'm I can find it. I'm very sorry to report when I this. Saw it's Force a remake Awakens. of The Incredibles 2 was a remake of The Incredibles. Okay. Because when and I saw Force Awakens, I actually said afterwards, I said, I give it about a year before I find a YouTube video where somebody does a side by side of New Hope and this movie and just strings all the exact scenes together. I yeah. bet you that video exists because it's been a few years Cause, now. Because look. I bet and, you not. And why I'm sitting here, I and I'm telling it. you, I think The How Incredibles much? is such a fantastic movie, 50 bucks. such a, an incredible movie, <laughs> Chuckle. that I could almost squeeze it into a top ten list. And so when I say that The Incredibles 2 was this a remake from a of it. man who hasn't seen Godfather 2. <laughs> You know right? what I mean? There you you're go. telling me All right, that I, you're going to put Incredibles right, so, in a top 10, okay, but you haven't seen Godfather 2. Okay, he'll see Godfather 2 and so the Incredibles will be number show, 11. No, this is what you do. Watch Godfather 2. After the 2. show, you guys can take me out in the alley, and you can take your belts off and whip me. Okay? <laughs> and then how about, piss how about on this? you. How about this? the beginning of Cook, Thief, Wife, and Her Lover. How about this? Watch Godfather 2, your naked and body. then you can tell me whether or not it's a better movie than The Incredibles. Okay. Okay. So I yeah, enjoyed The Credibles. So what I'm saying Top is, 10, is, I don't think so. It's a remake of, so therefore, it's actually a pretty good movie. But since you're sitting there going, it's the exact same movie, you're you're really disappointed in a lot of things. Right. There were a lot of good parts to The Incredibles too, and a lot of things about it that were good. But I'm just like the whole time I'm thinking, you know, I knew who the villain was. The, the reason why the villain was the villain was the same reason why the villain was the villain in the first movie. Right. There was just so much. And th there were a lot of, shall we say, gratuitous ass shots of Elastigirl. 
There were. There really, really were. Holly Hunter's animated ass. They made a joke. Look, they made a joke in the first Incredibles about her ass. Uh Remember when she stretched? I mean, she could look around at her own butt. And she was kind of like, you know, noticing that she was getting older and it wasn't what it used to be. They made a joke out of it. And in this movie, there were so many gratuitous shots of her ass. She had like a motorcycle. This is an animated film, correct? It's an animated film. Gratuitous guy. I just, I could not believe it. Can we go to the window? Look, we have successfully done a show uh-huh. with no topic. None whatsoever. No topic. No planning, we had no, no idea what we we're going to do. We, when just we, went in and we just started went in and discussing and how did anybody do fun. your homework? Oh, you saw down in there? Oh, I saw. Right. I saw hatefully. Oh, we did our homework. That just goes to show you, ladies and gentlemen. So we can get can an entire this. show out of you watching motherfucking Godfather Two, asshole. <laughs> yes, we can. <laughs> yes, we can. <laughs> Let's go to the window. All right. All right. Have. have we are gas food and lodging. Gas food and lodging. Uh, I'm lodging. Food. Take a nap. I'm gas. Bye bye. Go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, "Take your sticking paws off me, you bitch!" Well, no shit. What have we got here? A fucking comedian. What's your name, fat body? My name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. No, I am your father. Well, a, a boy's best friend is his mother. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. What kind of a stupid name is that, Fogel? What, are you trying to be an Irish R&B singer? And I will I do wish we could chat longer, but I've had him an old friend.